0: Hi there Let's Talk Sports fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk NBA and I'm joined by my co-host Dan, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We're going to have a great one. Thank you for having me, bro. It's always a fun show when we get together and just talk sports, man, especially the NBA because the season is getting down there. I believe, like, a lot of teams only have, like, five or six games left, so we're getting down to the thick of things.
0: Yeah, We definitely are. Um, Before we get started, have you got anything Um planned for the fan club any uh for uh, pop culture fans have you got any releases planned for the next couple of days
1: oh yeah so we we're constantly making videos we're probably gonna make some more videos after this it's kind of like um it's a pastime of mine is to just sit here and make videos and make videos so if you guys like pop culture you'll like you grew up watching the power rangers we got a whole channel for all of that check us out on facebook on youtube the fan club we have a we have a great time and we're always posting content so go check it out
0: yep and please do um so if we get started with our weekly check-in of the bucks how you feel pretty much the same as this time last week there
1: yeah honestly they look good they did give me a scare. What was it? A few games ago, we, we took an L, but we won versus Philly. Uh, was it two nights ago? And that was nice. Um, I was really upset though, that for some reason, I don't know what's going on with ESPN, but that at seven o'clock or six o'clock, they had the Mavericks and the, no, it was TNT. I apologize. I got to get my stations right. It was TNT had the Mavericks and the Lakers, like a 10 seed and like a five or six seed playing each other while the Sixers and the Bucks weren't on TV. We're talking like this is a fight for the the top seed. That's like a two and a three seed. And because it wasn't on TV, it was probably like the best NBA game of all year because the Sixers were whooping us. And then Fourth quarter, it was just haymaker shot after haymaker shot. Just it was it was amazing. It was one of the best games I've seen all year, and I watched like 80-90 of the Bucks games. Um, the fact that Giannis is still so dominant on every aspect, and going into the playoffs, I think they're the team to beat. Yes you can definitely get beat up there's there are teams in the east that can take us out but i do have a feeling and just who's going to stop us man i as of right now i don't think that uh, if we do get stopped, I believe it's going to be in the finals by the Suns that have been thinking about us beating them all year. And they want nothing more than a rematch in the finals. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some teams that could beat us in the East. I'm not being that that cocky. It's just when I'm looking at how this team is designed, it's structured, and what's going on in the rest of the, the conference I'm putting all my money on the Bucks this year. I mean, you got the Heat, they're fighting. The 76ers just got together with Harden. I think that's going to take some time. Like, the Bulls started off hot and now look real bad, and we've had their number this year. The, the only team that really super scares me is maybe Boston, but I think that they're a really good se- like second half of the year team, and they're going to be good, however – Are they really gonna make that noise to beat the defending champions? You think think they 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 have what it takes? Like I don't think the East is as like as as good as the Bucks right now. Now, maybe an injury, you know, if Drew Holiday gets hurt, Chris Middleton gets hurt, they they could change everything. But as of right now, tell me a team in the East that that can beat them in seven games, and you you're confident of putting your money on it. That's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking.
0: I agree. I mean, um, that was one thing what I was going to say. I think it's injury is the only thing what could prevent uh, them um, I actually. Um, I think it'd be an interesting matchup to see them and the Suns again. And to be honest with you, it may come down to desire of the Suns not having that championship over the two, cause I think they match up uh, very um, well. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the Bulls. That was the next uh, topic. Um, how do you view this team? Do you see them as... Um, maybe a team what might maybe their ceilings for the first round of the playoff that sort of team um i think they're a very good team but likely um it's a year too early for them to make any real noise in the postseason but i think fans would have took that at the beginning of the year it just feels disappointing to some of their fan base i'm sure because they started off so well so it almost seems like have gone backwards if you look at it that way
1: yeah so they remind me of what i think like the 2018 i think it was like the 2017 or 2018 bucks so the the bulls are putting the pieces together but back in like 2017 2018 the bucks had a lot of talent but they didn't put it all together yet. And and they made the playoffs that year. But I I believe we, we took the Celtics to like seven games or something and got beat in the first round. Now, I believe that the Bulls could beat somebody in the first round. Well, I believed it more when they had a higher seed because, you know, obviously you get a crappier opponent. What sucks about the Bulls is they don't have a big man Uh, that a super tough big man that can go in and guard the best player on the team. Because right now, for some reason, it seems like all of the MVP candidates, all the best players right now are all big men, it seems like. They're all just these seven-foot towers. And that is the Bulls' defense. They kind of remind me a few years ago. uh, Until my, my squad in basketball, the University of Iowa, before we got that boy that went to the Pistons, uh, it was Luca, Luca something. I forget his name, but um, we just had a bunch of little guys, and we couldn't ever stop a center, a giant. Oh, Luca Garza. My my wife's giving me a dirty look. Like, how don't you know Luca Garza is all right? So Luca Garza was our best center we ever got with the Hawkeyes but before we we had him we all we had were a bunch of like six foot eight guys and, and when we played a big man in the tournament we would just get bopped every time that's what's happening to the Bulls they don't have anybody to stop Giannis They don't have anybody to stop MB. like they it's scary because like I'm I'm a little bit of a Bulls fan. I used to hate, I used to hate the damn Bulls, but because all of my friends are Bulls fans. Like this whole town is like Chicago Bulls fans, Green Bay Packer fans, and Cubs fans. And like everyone around me was like for years was 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 all on the Bulls because of D-Rose, you know? And I kind of got sick of it. I'm like, nah, man, it's all about the Bucs, man. And but really. Uh, I have respect for the Bulls but how do we get better we get better by getting beat in the playoffs that's how every team usual the playoffs will tell you what's wrong with you And, and it's up to you to respond in the positive way but every time you lose a playoff game it's because of a certain reason and then you know with the bucks a few years ago we just couldn't couldn't get over that hump so what do we do we traded everything for Drew Holiday a guy that brought playmaking and defensive intensity to the point guard position and we want to ring so like the bulls can do it i'm i'm not a hater i know i'm a buck fan so like we we should be hating each other but i like seeing the other teams in my division do good it makes for better games
0: yeah I agree, I mean what they should do is if the front if the army Aiden hits restricted free agent, add him to that lineup and um, they've got a team him against Giannis a couple of times a year. Um okay sure. with that would be a good matchup. Yeah. Uh so another team, um Golden State, um they haven't had best run recently, some of it's down to health of some of the players um, how do you, what do you view this season, because it only seems like a month ago people were saying it's championship or bust but um, <sighs> it seems like almost everyone's not healthy on that team and um, personally I think the season's going to turn out pretty similar to last year where um, they'll probably be knocked out fairly early on because they're probably going to get matched up against, it could even be the Suns, to be honest with you, if they continue on this run and then they might be a one and done.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I was really expecting and wanting the Warriors to get back into the playoff picture and, this is what, if they don't, and they're going to make it this year, obviously, but what it's been at least two years since they've been to the playoffs. Does that sound about right, my friend? Two, in, I two? think there's
0: in the playing last year, but then uh, I'm pretty sure they went out, but I'm not sure about that.
1: Yeah, like, and because Curry... Well, and I believe Curry's out, so that, that has a lot to do with it. If they if they had their their MVP caliber player like Steph Curry in, in the game, they would be a lot better. But now you hear that he's not coming back until the playoffs, which that's a good and a bad thing because you we we always talk about you want your team, your unit to be playing together and to be like Every month in the NBA is like a notch. And but once you get to that final notch, which is like like um the end of March, early April, you want your full team to be in playoff mode a week or two before the playoffs. And it's not like competition-wise, you're not playing everyone super hard. You don't want an injury, but like you want your whole system. You you want to be able to make the plays that you want to make in the playoffs. And if everything's smooth, looking good, you're going to be good. Now, with... Chris Paul and Steph Curry, I believe they're not showing up to the playoffs. That's going to be interesting to see if these superstars can just be plug and played and will the team adapt? Will they just come in? I mean, do we just saw Paul George come back for an injury a few nights ago? and What? He dropped 36 points or something. So like yeah. it can happen. i I guess I'm not putting it down yet because if anyone's going to come back and be awesome from an injury, it's Steph Curry, you know, he's, He's a beast. However, it is something to watch because if he comes back and he's he's shooting lights out, maybe this injury kind of helped him in the sense of he healed up early and then he just had a few weeks to just rest his legs. Maybe he has fresh legs going into the playoffs. Who knows? So yeah. I I think that, and to go back to my last point about the Bulls, I think to, to learn what the what, – how do I say this? To learn – exactly what you need to do to improve your team. You need to go to the playoffs and you need to lose. And the they haven't been there in a few years. We're like, we don't really know what they need. We know that if yeah. all of their players are playing together, they're good. You know, so maybe it's, and this year might tell us everything we need to know, my friend, because think about it. They're all getting old. If they get if they get beat in the first round again do you think they start making some trades
0: um i think draymond is gone if he's the one what they could probably move i mean what well, they're gonna get for clay at this point so it seems like draymond ring is um it, I, I think personally what they wanted to do and we've been hearing all year Reisman's coming back he, he'll be okay when he comes back he's now been ruled out for the season I think yeah. what they hoped is that he would come back this year play and if things don't go well he will be ready to take over Draymond Green is he going to be ready now? he's barely played for the last two years so it's not just these older players who injury prone it's their heir of parents if you will so that's interesting in itself I think Be honest with you, um, they're still paying the price for all those seasons where they had success. Some of these players are just a little worn down through the amount of games. The same reason why you have success sometimes costs you success. And it's going to be interesting if they do commit to a rebuild all the time while you've got Seth Curry. Are you going to commit to that rebuild? Probably not. So it's going to be.
1: And see, here's my thing is if you rip the team apart, then you just have Steph Curry and tell you the truth. Now, now Clay might get you like a first or something, but Draymond's yeah. not going to give you that much like return value. And I don't think, and Clay Thompson's value isn't as high as it used to be. So like, you're not going to give Steph Curry much out of trading those two guys. So like there is an argument to be made that if they don't work it out, maybe golden state goes into rebuild mode and gets, because what's the two pieces that they have that they could get some, some good gold from we're talking Curry and we're talking Wiseman because he's a cheap young center and you, Dude, if you trade, if you sold the team away, like just traded all the picks, then we're talking maybe seven, eight, nine first rounders because I think we can get, I think from Curry, we could get four or five first rounders maybe and some players just because he's Steph, MF, and Curry. He's, he's gonna, especially for a team that isn't like that good. I'm just throwing out teams, but like, let's say a Charlotte somewhere that has never had a Steph Curry ever, you know, they would trade everything away. And I know they have a lot uh, they, um, they have one of the ball brothers. So of course yeah. we have, they got mellow. We don't, I don't know if that would work, but think about it. Some team that isn't that good. That has never had an MVP caliber player in a very long time. They would trade it away. Like, um, like they pull the last miles and say F them picks give it away let's i mean because what else do you have to lose there dude ah what if utah traded all of their mm-hmm. like all of their assets away for the future just so they could gamble on like steph curry and spider and and rudy Gobert? you know like there's a lot of teams that you could argue that could make a, like just trade everything just give them seven damn picks we don't care
0: um it's gonna be interesting in my opinion if Paul George, what did he go for? Four first, a couple of seconds, and uh, Shea, Gurus, Alexander, if he goes for that, Seth Curry could go for eight first round picks yeah that's what I'm saying
1: that's why like and if and when we're talking about oh get rid of Draymond get rid of Clay but what do you what is the return value on those guys that's not enough to keep Steph Curry happy because you're taking away his best friends and and you're not going to replace them with like a superstar most like you know what I mean so like I think if you're going to start breaking it down just just break it all down and get your return value and maybe and I and, and maybe Wiseman is the one young piece you keep or something, or just trade the whole team away. You guys will be back at it in six, seven years. I guarantee it. You know, it's that's how it works. Look at OKC is already winning its rebuild. I'm already seeing good young talent come out of it, and they're not going to win for at least two, three more years. But they're just collecting so much talent that they like. When you do a rebuild, collect all of your talent and don't try to lose, but like you're going to have a few bad, bad years, right? The key is to just get as much talent as you can, and now it's up to you to develop it and keep it. And and the Warriors have done a great job of that over the years, especially developing all of their their young talent that are now grown men and they're old now. And now they're they're basically they have to do this all again. You're going to because I mean, someday the Bucks that's we're going to have to do that with Giannis in about 10 years. It happens. Your guys get old, and you got to kind of figure out what is the end game because just sit in there with these players and let them then make the play because they'll make the playoffs every year, these three. But how good are they going to be anymore? Are they going to be healthy? It's it's a really cool argument to kind of talk about because I, I can make an argument we keep Steph Curry, but I could also make an argument we could get so much crap from him that we might as well pull the trigger now.
0: Um, it's interesting I I think there is an argument for full reset, what I think they'll do is just trade one piece away probably Draymond which our next and last topic does play a little into that, so Juris Randall of uh, 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 my Knicks has shall we say a not winning situation, as soon as you remove a team off your social media and get into argument with the fan base, you're gone. Um, I could see a scenario where they essentially trade Julius Randall for someone like Draymond Green. Would you do that if you was Golden State? Oh. You wouldn't depend on him as a number one. So that that oh, is yeah. pretty durable as well. So it's a win-win from both situations because um, given he is already out mentally, then what are you going to get for him um i i could see draymond let's be honest the new york market would love his attitude so to me i don't know i could see it being a straight shot Uh, comparable contracts as well and um at his defense um and leadership next to rj baird i think that would be an interesting trade
1: yeah man i don't know what the next problem is with big man. like why why like how come every few years there's all you're always got an a, a disgruntled big man first it was like bobby portis and so now and then he went to the bucks and he's happy now and randall see you know we talk about the playoffs tell you what's wrong with your team right well, what was wrong with the Knicks last year? They couldn't score. And Julius Randle, it's not his fault. He was the number one option. It was it was your guys' it was the Knicks. It was Tibb's fault. Like Tibb's great defensive coach. One of the best defensive coaches of all time. When it comes to offense though, he just doesn't have none. He just tells the players to just go out there and score and it it's it's not good. Um Julius Randle is actually a really good player in this league and and you guys just made the playoffs for the first time last year. I feel like here's the dysfunction of New York again. And it sucks because I, I, I love to see like the teams that are bad just be, start to create a little dynasty. And Julius Randle needs help. Like that, like he can, he can, as a third option, he can win a championship. As a second option, you can at least win the playoffs again. But as the first option, Julius Randle is not that guy. But I do believe that him going to like the warriors now that would be fun um I, I i think Kerr does a good job of putting his players in a good position and it's an offensive guy he i i know that he's gonna be able to get julius randall open and not put him into these horrible situations where he he has the ball with the last five seconds all the time like he's when we think of Julius Randle, we think of a really good big man that can rebound and play defense and has a little offensive game. But the Knicks were acting like he's Kevin Garnett out there or something, man. Like it, they were constantly just feeding him the ball down low every damn time in the playoffs, and then they're wondering why it wasn't working. So, um, what do you think, though? Do you do you think that like maybe the Knicks? didn't use him correctly, maybe they should have like tried to find a second star to go with him?
0: Um, I think there's basically faults on both sides. I've been a strong Drew Randall fan, but even his first season when it didn't work out, I said, he's not a great player, but he's a very good player. He gets mid-20s, which is a good player in this league, but I think he's never really recovered from struggling in um the playoffs yeah. and a lot of that comes down to not having a point guard a floor general but um yeah. whereas i think they fizzdale essentially ruined juris randall he got into his head let your point forward because there was no point guard and he's got that in his head it's not even just for coaching stuff he looks to dribble and that he just ain't got the handle to do that and um I think another problem is I think at the beginning of the year they should have essentially handed over the offense to RJ Barrett and let Juris be his number two. That it is Barrett you your clear number one. No, but on that team he is. But the problem I don't think Julius liked that. Um, he couldn't. submit he wants to be the guy and. Then he stopped when it wasn't going well, stopped going to press conferences. Oh, wow. And well, a long time the New York media actually likes Julius, so they made they didn't come after him. But then when he started like booing the fans, and like one thing about RJ Barrett is whether they win or lose, he always fronts up in the press conferences. But if he goes to somewhere like I don't know, uh, Golden State, where he's the number three or back to the Lakers or something like that, then I think that suits he can't lead. He he wants to be the leader, but he doesn't have the mentality to, particularly in a big city. So um, I think there is faults. Also, the front office has done an atrocious job at building the roster, uh, especially on the back of last season. So there is faults on all sides. But when you remove a team off social media, Um, before you've actually been traded, Um, that's awkward. Then if you don't get traded at the deadline, which he didn't, um, it's being awkward for some time, and it's just the situation's getting worse and worse. It's even got to the stage where he doesn't even come out for when the names are being called out before the game. Dang, I didn't know about that. It's just a terrible situation. What are they going to get for him? Probably at best the first round pick, but yeah. if you can century swap in for someone like Draymond Dream, that may be your best situation. Or someone what's hitting restricted free agency, what oh, you can do a sign and trade situation. So it's gonna be interesting. But I, I can pretty much guarantee he won't be on the Knicks roster at the now beginning. I, of I the
1: do game. gotta say this. I feel like if they okay, so. You got to realize okay you, us as the Knicks organization we cre- we created this mess let's clean it up but let's do it right this time because you're not going to bring in another Draymond Green or draft a guy and do this to them again in the sense of I get Julius Randle had an attitude after a while but y'all made him the star when he shouldn't have been the dang star yep. he should have been like you Y'all should have found somebody to go with him. Like you said, they don't have a number one point guard that that that's how you fix the whole situation. Because Um, the point guard decides when he gets the dang ball. So, I do think that if they are gonna trade him, you learn your lesson and you do it right next time because every like like there are faults on both sides. you're 100% correct. But the thing about Julius Randle is I think that if he goes to a good team, he will change his ways. If he realizes, yo, we can win and win a championship and I don't have to do everything. He'll take it. He'll, especially if there's a floor general there or someone that, that has the ball most of the time with the Knicks, they, they have to go out and find those players, but also develop them, but give them help. because Julius Randle, every time I watched him play, he either was a highlight reel or just doing stupid stuff because teams were trapping him. They were, there was no one else to pass it to. So they were stealing the ball from him. It was, it was fun. Like it was a fun time to watch Julius Randle on the Knicks for the good and the bad. I'm going to miss it. I didn't know it got as bad as what you said, though. He's not even coming out of the tunnel anymore for the announcement of his name. Like
0: what? Yeah, trust me. And, um, um, one of the more calm fans i can see fault on both sides but this front office better get right they've been yeah. here three years now uh but i'm sure that's something we'll talk about um other shows cause we could fill up a show on what this front office needs to do but um i just want to thank you for joining me today there
1: hey thank you so much it's always a pleasure we have a great time here um if you guys ever want to check me out go check out the fan club we have a good time um we love you guys and thanks for watching it's always just a great time yeah
0: definitely is Uh, and we'll be back next week to talk more drama from around the league and until next time let's talk sport fans thanks for watching